The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm really good today. And the fact that we're both here is an indication that neither one of us won the Powerball last night. In fact, no one won. Dang. Yes. It now goes to one point. Uh, what is the new Powerball? Uh, one point five billion. Oh my goodness. And that will be for Saturday's drawing the cash option. Is seven hundred and forty-five million. I would buy the, uh, I would put a down payment on the Washington football team. It's for sale. I heard that. Yeah. I heard that. Your chances of winning the Powerball, Brandon, uh, one in 290 million. It's worth it. It is worth it. Two bucks. Two bucks. That's right. Mm -hmm. You think of all the things you waste two dollars on. I mean, how much is a cup of coffee? Two Powerball tickets? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Skip your coffee. Two Powerball tickets today. Mm -hmm. Good luck. That's what's going to happen. The expectation is the jackpot will grow with the increased interest. We've had there been two. Uh, there's been a Powerball with a bigger jackpot and a Mega Millions with a bigger jackpot, but not by much. So it could be it could end up being the biggest if someone wins biggest uh, jackpot ever anywhere in the world. Is there anyone you don't want to win? Yes, I have a list. <laughs> I have a I have a very big list of people that I don't want to win at all. Uh, my I decided yesterday that my two weeks of poor eating is going to be over. Okay? Starting? Starting, no. Okay. Last night, I, this is what I had, I had a pizza mm-hmm. with jalapeno and pineapple, <laughs> a cold full-size Twix bar from the Watts house Halloween, mm-hmm. and a box of Mike and Ike's. <laughs> and then I went to bed. <laughs> How's that sound? So I'm not doing any more of that. I've had nothing but candy and crap for the last two weeks. Have you gained any Halloween weight? Yeah, yeah. for sure. I'm afraid to know, but it has to be five to seven because I've had at least that much in candy. <laughs> uh, 45 degrees right now in Jackson. Uh, very foggy throughout the area, but that will lift and we will have another beautiful day. High today, 69. Friday, 70. Clouds. Uh, rain showers on Saturday and sun on Sunday, mid-60s, both days. So, unbelievable, beautiful weather that we've I know, I've been getting a lot of invitations to golf (laughs) that I haven't been able to uh, follow up with. The uh, Parkland shooter, he was uh, sentenced to life without parole yesterday. Mm -hmm. That happened in 2018, and I remember I actually was, we were in Key West, but flew into Miami the day that happened. And uh, remember, the local news in Miami is huge, just like, you know, New York City, LA. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was amazing. Um, you remember they were looking for him for a while as mm-hmm. well. They did not find him right away. Um, but 2018, I mean, we just, we have the same problems we had had then and have had 10 years earlier. So um, 
it's just another another story and it's mm -hmm. amazing these families it takes four or five years for them to get any type of closure in this tragic event and it's not the closure they were hoping for. of course for. not uh, they have uh, twice the news in Miami because they have to have uh, Spanish language right. and English language. Yep, absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. Hey, how about uh, the Astros? Did oh my goodness! The World Series last night. Even I know about this. <laughs> there were uh, there was a no hitter. Yeah, the first World Series no hitter since Don Larson's perfect game in 1956. Wow! Wow! I've only been two in the entire history of the World yeah. Series. So four, uh, four pitchers combined. Mm -hmm. So what do you make of that, Brandon, the uh, combo no-hitter? Is it, is it the same as a no-hitter no with just one pitcher? What do you think of it? Well, it's definitely not the same. Yeah. But I think it's worth mentioning. I mean, it's yeah. a great accomplishment, but not yeah. the same no. Yeah, it's totally different. Yeah. But yeah. it's kind of cool for those four to be a part of that history, yeah. though. Yeah, that it is. That's cool. So uh, both teams have two wins, uh, all tied up, and game five is Thursday night in Philadelphia. So Astros are going to have a tough time, I think, coming back. What's Playing that? in Philadelphia, the Astros are going to have a tough time. Oh, I, I agree. Yes. I agree. And I don't think anyone wants the uh, Astros to win uh, either. Downtown Christmas Parade is coming up. It always sneaks up on us. It will be the 18th of November. Wow, it does sneak up. I almost don't even know if that's right. <laughs> no, it is. And uh, thanks to Flagstar Bank, they're going to be hosting Santa this year, which is new for them. They've, they've picked that up. We'll have more details to follow. But mm -hmm. it should be, uh, should be a great night in downtown. Hopefully this is nice weather. Well, do we want cold weather for the Christmas parade? Uh, we want nice weather. Remember the one year we had like a uh, huge thunderstorm right at the end of the Christmas parade? And then I think one year it was about 75 degrees. Mm -hmm. so. And it's been below 10 degrees in years past yeah as so well. make your plans to uh to come downtown jackson on the 18th for sure despite the uh, forecast of showers on saturday it should be good uh, running conditions for state cross-country runners as they descend on michigan international speedway it's the mhsa state cross-country finals and we've got about uh three or four five teams from the jackson area with uh, team entries and also about 20 uh, boys and girls uh, from the area that will be running in the state final. So good luck, and uh, it's a great way to spend Saturday, enjoy uh, the finals, be it MIS. Why not? Should be a great day. Mm -hmm. This is the first weekend that we don't have soccer on the schedule since dating back to the summer. Is it over? Soccer is over. It's yeah. Over. So the wow. basketball parents are probably wondering why they haven't heard from me yet. Practice starts Monday. I should probably put an email together. So, yeah, I don't know what we're going to do. The Queen's Drawdown is this weekend. Oh, what do you win? A 10 grand. Oh. Yeah, uh, 10 grand. I've already bought a ticket. Um, hoping how, much, how much are the tickets? Tickets, 150. Okay. okay. Um, last year, I won some Apple AirPods. Mm -hmm. So I'm just hoping I get a chance to sit with Mark Konopaki if I do go, because he is... He's a good my, time. He's one of my favorite mm -hmm. people, and he does so much for Queens as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, I was at a uh, concert at the Keeley Park where Mark mm -hmm. Konopaki was uh, in attendance. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, great people. Mm -hmm. uh, in uh, Michigan, uh, we have the latest horse in a well story. A horse has fallen in a well. It happened in oh. Manistee County. The animal control responded to the report of a horse in distress. 
uh, two horses had escaped. They were just walking around, and one happened to walk into the well. Um, oh my gosh! Yeah, so the, it was covered, but the weight of the horse, uh, you know, went through the piece of plywood or whatever was over the well. But good news, using a tow strap and uh, a tow truck and heavy machinery, they were able to get the horse out of the well, examined by a veterinarian. The horse only suffered minor injuries. Wow. Oh, that's a wonderful story. That is a good story. Um, my mind is triggered back to that God forbid Jerry Falwell Jr. story <laughs> because there's a shot of him you know, well, bareback riding a horse out of a lake oh. in that. Uh, so yeah, that horse is not okay. I'll have to check that this, out. I'm telling you, it is something else. Jerry Falwell Jr. Is that Netflix? It's Hulu. <laughs> it's, it's, it's insane. A new Netflix uh, show debuts today and it's set in Michigan. It's uh, called Blockbuster, and oddly enough, it's Netflix that kind of put Blockbuster out of business. It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> but this is about uh, the last remaining Blockbuster video rental store, and it's in Michigan. Now, they haven't... Uh, but this isn't real. This is not real. Because there is one Blockbuster yes. left. I believe it's in, like, Washington. Right, and there's a Blockbuster bar. There's a bar that looks like a Blockbuster, and it's just a, it's a cocktail bar. But Randall Park here is the star, and it's set somewhere in Michigan in a strip mall. The last blockbuster story is about how they mm -hmm. try to s keep the place alive. So Did you go through phases at Blockbuster, like <laughs> you you would maybe uh, look behind that one curtain at Blockbuster for a little bit. I used to. You know what I used to rent, Brandon? Wrestling videos. Really? Don't you remember? Yeah. I guess More I so do. from Showtime video, yeah. like WrestleMania, Royal Rumble. Mm -hmm. And I'd throw those in, and it was the best thing in the world. That was a I lot think of we still have some in the house. <laughs> I remember if you didn't return them at Showtime Video, you got in trouble. It's big trouble. We have today's Elon Musk story. If you work for Twitter, um, sorry, because tomorrow uh, Elon Musk says he's going to fire half the staff. He's planning on cutting half the workforce at Twitter. 3,700 people will really? lose their jobs tomorrow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, that doesn't seem fair. No, he's, he's a jerk. Well, he's just trying to increase the company's bottom line so he has more money. No, I wonder what all those people do. I don't know. Apparently, it's the company can run on just him. And if you want a blue check mark next to your name, it's going to cost $8 a month. That's fine. I'm thinking I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, obviously, you know how you used to try and get verified? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. All you had to do was run for office, and all of a sudden, Twitter verified mm -hmm. you. Or you had to go through this long, arduous process that... Uh, when I was done with it, they just ended up locking our Twitter account for a month. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't understand it. City of Jackson this morning announcing that they're going to be getting $16.5 million from the state of Michigan to use toward water infrastructure improvements. As you know, the city's lead water service lines are being replaced, and they're required to be replaced over the next 30 years uh, by state decree. And But... The unfunded mandate until today. Now they're getting what uh, is estimated as half the amount of money they'll need to replace all those lead service lines. So thank you, thank you, state. And over in Benton Harbor, they've uh, they're at 99 percent now of replacing all of those so lead service so lines. So now it's a funded mandate. Now it's yeah, semi-funded mandate. Semi-funded mandate. Well, that's mm -hmm. good.
Today's show is brought to you by The Dirty Bird in downtown Jackson. Over 40 beers on tap. It's a great place to uh, watch the game, hang out, or grab a bite to eat while you are downtown shopping, thanks to The Dirty Bird. In Russia, the uh, Department of Digital Development is holding an online uh, referendum to determine what villages get the internet. <laughs> so um, they are going to install high-speed internet in rural communities. Uh, the problem is they are asking people, they have to vote, and the communities get, the most votes get the internet, but they're required to vote on the internet, and they don't have the internet. And the internet <laughs> they do have only goes to, like, the Russia state government site. <laughs> There's nothing else it it's goes insane. to. It's insane. Yeah. So. Wow. It makes no sense. They, they are going to give the internet to the 1,800 villages that get the most votes, but the villages that need it the most, they can't vote. Unbelievable. Maybe we need to have some people take some mission trips over to Russia and uh, square away those villages. We'll see, maybe mm -hmm. after the war. Let's get to some sports, some normalcy. Extreme Dodge bringing you our scoreboard every single day. Thank you very much. You do not have to make an appointment to get an oil change there, which I really, really like. Volleyball scores, these are playoff scores. Hudson three, Columbia one. Napoleon three, Manchester two. Hanover Horton three, Homer two. Uh, winners advance in volleyball. Great shots from Jeff. Here's what's coming up tonight. D1, Jackson and Northwest will play at five over in Division Three, Lumen Christie and Michigan Center. Hudson and Napoleon. And in Division Four, Jay Jackson Prep plays Vandercook Lake. So a lot of opportunities for some locals to win a wooden mitten. Oh, that's right, yeah, a wooden mitten. Yeah, it's, it's trophy, trophy week. Mm -hmm. We've got another sign of Christmas approaching Santa Paz. The <laughs> Cascades Humane Society is starting Santa Paz this weekend, and it's back at Jackson Crossing. It, it's been in a lot of different places. It's even be, been here. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, but you bring your dog or cat, uh, or dogs. You can bring your dogs and get your dog's picture with Santa Paz. I think Paws. I will. Yeah. And you get a five by seven, and Kyle, I picture this is uh, doing it, so you know there'll be wonderful uh, photos. So it usually uh, fills up. You can register at 787-7387. Walk-ins are welcome, though. Good, because so I'm walking in. That should be fun. I think I'm going to bring my dogs. You carry your dogs, so you would carry in. Carry-ins are welcome. Yeah, I would carry them in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I for your, sure would. How much do your dogs weigh? Uh, one weighs, um, I think, 39, and the other one weighs 27. Mm-hmm. So fine. Did they eat any of the Halloween candy? No, they don't eat people food. They eat uh, <laughs> this scam that we had to sign up with the breeder that gets shipped to us every month. So mm -hmm. I can't buy regular dog food. <laughs> you could. Well, I could, but then their coats wouldn't be as shiny. Oh. Okay. <laughs> At no. least that's what I was told. <laughs> Noah? Uh, we have a lot, a lot of I heard on. kibbles and bits unshines coats. Really? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. How about that? Uh, we have a <laughs> lot of people on the show today. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, Angela Klein and Jim Cole will join us from the Jackson County Department of Transportation right after this quick break.
The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. Is there something going on? There's something going on. Who was it? That wasn't Todd. That wasn't Todd Emmons. Uh, was it Brandon? I forgot what I was supposed to read. Tell me again. Homesteady. Our show today is brought to you by Homesteady of Greater Jackson, and uh, they take care of all of your home maintenance or handyman needs. If you have a honey-do list, call them. They'll take care of it. Thanks to Homesteady of Greater Jackson. Our next guests are from the Jackson County Department of Transportation. We have. Uh, Director of Engineering and Managing Director Angela Klein and Jim Cole. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for being here. So uh, there's a lot on the ballot. There's a ton on the ballot, but we're talking roads today. Yes, yeah. In Michigan, there's 60 ballot proposals for roads statewide, wow. but I think two in Jackson County, okay. one renewal, and then Leone Township is a new proposal. That's all everyone wants to talk about, right, is the roads. And, uh, but there are some that, uh, that need repair for sure. Talk a little bit about uh, what this improvement bond proposal would bring to Leone. All right, so Leone Township has 91 miles of local roads. Okay. Um, so it would be improving those 91 miles of local roads. They have uh, 13 miles of gravel roads, and if this was approved and done, they wouldn't have any more gravel roads. Okay. It would pave all the gravel road surfaces. Hmm. So uh, you can talk about your PACER. Yeah, so this is our, so we rate our PACER, our, our roads by uh, PACER rating, which okay. is a surface evaluation. Um, and here is Leone Township. Uh, you can see their primary roads, they have some decent, we have some decent roads on the primaries, but uh, you know, it's 97% of their local roads are in poor condition. Mm. That's the red lines. Um, so you, they're in significant need of some rehabilitation. Wow, that's a lot of red. So we've had- It's a lot uh, of miles of road too. A lot of road, yeah. So we've had ballot proposals and the successful uh, ones in uh, Summit, Spring Arbor, uh, Blackman, uh, what else? Is that it? We have some um, pay-as-you-go type ones in mm -hmm. Concord, Concord Township yeah. has one, and that's on renewal for this yeah. uh, uh, so November 2. For Summit and uh, Spring Arbor, uh, it's un unbelievable. It's a complete transformation, and, and I know it's not quite done, but is that the same kind of thing that's, that you're proposing for uh, Leone? Yeah, yep. So Summit and Spring Arbor are done. Blackman is not done yet, but yeah, for Leone, uh, if it was approved, it would take about six construction seasons to do their 91 miles of local roads wow. um, and have new surfaces on top. So let's talk uh, about the details. What, uh, what's the estimated cost? What's the cost to the taxpayers, cost that the county will incur? Let's, uh, let's talk about those numbers. All right, so it's just shy of $36 million total, total package. Project. Yep, um, which is just over 25 million township and then almost 11 million JCDOT cost that would be put into that over those six years. Uh, to the taxpayers, it means about a four, million, four mils the first year and then uh, 3.83 mils for the following 16 years because okay. it is a 17 year uh, proposal. Does it cost more to uh, convert a gravel road to a paved road than to redo a, a paved road? 
Uh, depends on the type of road you're comparing it to. If it's a yeah. road that's in doesn't need to be like crescent shaped or recycled, then um, yeah, it would cost more. Mm -hmm. But a gravel road has a good base, so we're really just adding some gravel on top and paving over yeah. it typically. Jim, it costs a lot more to build a road today than it did 20 years ago. Obviously, everyone's talking about inflation, uh, cost of goods, services, the labor market. Of course, all things uh, that uh, are needed to complete a project like that. Um, talk a little bit about how the, yeah. how the inflation has uh, really kind of almost double, well it has, it has doubled in 20 years. It's it awesome. is, yeah, it's, uh, our cost, so we, we broke down, these are all projects that we did at JCDOT, starting in 2002, so we had the big companies would come and pave we, we, a ton of asphalt for 34, a little over 34 and a half dollars a ton. Mm -hmm. um, this year, we uh, early before the summer blew up, uh, we were getting quotes at $98.50 a ton. Uh, during the middle of the year, we even got quotes at $150 a ton really? to do like, what we call mainline paving, mm -hmm. which is, uh, you know, go down on a primary road and just start paving for miles. Okay. A fun fact, it takes about 1,400 tons to pave one mile of road. I was just so. going to say, yeah. <laughs> it's, so um, what, uh, what are some of the main roads that people would recognize that would benefit? Obviously, a lot of roads, but right away that they would, uh, they would notice some main main roads that you guys would be working on? So not this slide. This okay. slide is the primaries that um, the township and the county board uh, voted to do a special project with us this, this past, okay. well, we just got done with it. But that was for primary roads. Okay. So Leone Township residents have um, 8.11 miles, I think, of primary mm -hmm. roads that we partnered with them. So JCDOT had the labor and material costs and then the county and Leone Township used their marijuana tax revenues mm -hmm. to pay for the materials for those roads. Okay. So those were primary roads, but that was an example um, to try to get people to see what they could have if, if they uh, approved this initiative. So, um, but main locals? Right yeah, so uh, Huggins Road, um, you know, Noon Road, right mm -hmm. around the golf course. Page Ave is actually, uh, once you get past Ballard Road, is a local road. So those are some of your primary or your heavier traffic yeah. local roads that would be done. And then, of course, the subdivisions. Right. Yeah. Which everyone would everyone be very loves. happy with. Yeah, yeah. I know there's a lot of people around the county whose subdivision has been repaved. And it almost changes uh, what I've I've heard it changes the way they feel about pulling into the, their neighborhood. We see it and we hear yeah. it from the townships that now uh, into the contractors, hey, we're doing a lot more Roofing. driveway repair here or, yeah. or, or, or yard maintenance. Mm -hmm. You don't see them just parking on the edge of the road anymore. Right. They're, they're starting to take pride in the and how the appearance looks from the road. This is a, a unique uh, funding, uh, uh, I think, method where the township and the county partner to leverage the, the funding to get more done? It, it's unique, but there are 811 road millages in the state active right now. So um, it's unfortunately, it's what a lot of people have had to do. The MTF or the, the tax, the money that we get at the pump that people pay isn't covering um, the rehabilitation of the roads. Mm -hmm. So it's a needed method. And that's really, when people talk about the roads and the governor says fix the damn roads, the, the state, um, they have responsibility for some, but it really falls on uh, local 
jurisdictions uh, to take care of the local roads. Yeah, they're um, currently 46% of all the townships in the state of Michigan have some sort of road funding uh, millage. Um, and, you know, they don't specifically say the township, but there, there's not a lot of other revenue sources that could, uh, uh, that could help. Yeah, the marijuana uh, revenue, that's got to be significant for Leonia Township. Do we know how significant that, that was for this project? Well, the the paving that they did, they yeah. put three hundred uh, just under four hundred thousand. Yeah. Significant. In, yeah. um, but yeah. at the public meetings we held for this uh, proposal, the residents did ask the township board about putting in, you know, a percent of that each uh, year, and they don't know how much they'll get. Last year mm -hmm. or two years ago, it was zero, so they don't know right. how much they'll get each year. So it's hard for them to commit to putting that in. Mm -hmm. but it's likely to go up rather than down, I would think. Most yeah. things in life most go up and come. <laughs> most things, for sure. Right. Are you guys hiring right now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> anyone with a CDL, we are hiring. Uh, uh, we are mechanics. We have um, a few positions for mechanics open, but I think it's six or seven plow drivers we're still looking okay. for. Awesome. Yeah, and that's that snow's coming quick. Yeah, don't say that. <laughs> Thank you guys uh, for coming in and explaining the uh, improvement bond. We appreciate it. Thank you. Good to see you guys. Angela Klein and Jim Cole from Jackson County Department of Transportation. Todd Emmons and Bill Jors will join us right after this break. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. The 35th annual Jackson Story Fest is here. It started yesterday with Silver Tales. And today and Friday, storytellers are arriving at area schools. Uh, several thousand students will be treated to storytellers from all over the country. A uh, great tradition, 35 years. And the Storyfest Showcase on Friday is open to all. And you're welcome to come down to Weatherwax Hall at the JSO for this free Storyfest Showcase. There will be uh, storytellers and uh, so much more. 7 o'clock Friday. We'd like to now welcome from Southern Michigan Bank and Trust our good friend Bill Jors and from Summit Township, the Chancellor, Todd Emmons. <laughs> good morning. How are you guys? Doing well. Great, doing thanks. Well. It's always good to <laughs> see you. I think we should get started with. Go ahead. You tell me. What do you want? Are you going to throw some questions at me? Or you, what you, do you go ahead. Go ahead. Michigan, Michigan State. Oh, the tunnel incident. Yeah. But then I thought we will be doing that until the next break. So okay. maybe we better forward that. All right, that, fine. Maybe. We'll just, we'll yeah. just, we'll just talk. We'll, but we will talk about it. All right. We'll just talk business right. then. Well, I'll ask you about Badgley Road. We were just talking about JC Dot and uh, all the road improvements. Is Badgley Road, do you consider that part of the township? Uh, well, yes it is, but it's a primary road. Yeah. Uh, and so that's due to be reconstructed in 23. Okay, so it's still to come. Yep, Good. Yep. yep, exactly. A lot of activity in some times, but I've noticed uh, along Weatherwax and Horton, there's been a lot of uh, land clearing. What's going on with that? Well, um, that particular corner I can speak to, um, Southern Michigan Bank and Trust has decided to go ahead and buy that corner. Uh, we haven't closed on it yet, but um, we have a purchase agreement and we're just doing the due diligence on the environmental 
at the moment and trying to decide um, how many buildings we're going to put up there. Yeah, so the corner, and, this is this is the corner of Weatherwax and Horton, correct? Weatherwax and Horton, right, right. down the corner. And um, mm -hmm. it's good high ground mm -hmm. and there's four acres there. Um, visibility behind it, you can see forever. Um, it's a beautiful location and um, it would be a great, great location for, yeah, yeah, for um, a new bank in town. It's amazing kind of how that whole really area has developed over the last uh, 25 or so years and now we're seeing some, you know, some, some nice investment. Yeah, and I, and I think uh, what facilitated that or kind of gave it a little bit of a nudge is uh, we had it, it was, it was uh, uh, parceled up in much larger parcels mm -hmm. than it currently is. And apparently that wasn't that attractive to many people so that, so that when we, uh, uh, the board rezoned it um, uh, and we uh, cut down the parcel size, that seemed to spur a lot of, a lot of activity uh, in yeah. it. And uh, of course what was fun was when that was first developing, uh, when, the, when the folks that owned the lot right there in the corner that, that uh, Bill and John are looking at there, um, when they started working like that, I mean, the phone at the township hall was running, you know, ringing off the hook. Right. Mm -hmm. And I said, just tell them it's a Chick-fil-A or a Popeye's <laughs> or something like that. You know? Are you the one get, that did that? <laughs> get people lined up for a week, you know, part town, the world waiting for it to open when it, when it yeah. came out. But, and then the property up there uh, that uh, uh, right there at the, at the T of Horton and uh, Badgley Road. Uh, when they cleared that, you know, every time something goes there, you know, the phone starts ringing again. What's going on? What's going on? They hauled some dirt in there to kind of fill it in. It's a little low on the back side of it and whatnot. So, yeah. yeah, everybody's always looking for something. There was rumors one time maybe the the bank building there, we were hoping maybe a Slinkers would go in there or, <laughs> you know, so who knows. But needless to say, yes, there's yeah. a lot of activity. So, uh, Bill, how quick before uh, before we see dirt flying, do we know? Well, that is yet to be determined, but I would say in 2023, That's you cool. would see us start to dig a hole. Um, we want to do what's, we're working closely with um, a civil engineer that uh, Summit Township's worked with over the years. And we want to um, do something first class and um, make a big impact to that area. And, uh, we know that corridor fairly mm -hmm. well, and um, it's proved to be a good uh, banking location, and um, we'll be again. Yeah, earlier this year when uh, John Waldron and Bill George announced they were jo joining Southern Michigan Bank and Trust, it was uh, evidence of an expansion of the bank into the Jackson mm -hmm. market. Besides this uh, proposed location and summit, what else, where else is Southern Michigan Bank and Trust uh, looking to locate? You asked me where I've, I've been working uh, just before we came on. So we have two locations uh, in addition to this uh, Weatherwax and Horton identified. We did sign two leases. Uh, we have a lease on the entire fourth floor of the post office building. Oh, nice. And um, so we are meeting with the design uh, person next Wednesday to look at the, the new layout and, and how we're going to construct things there. And so far that looks fantastic. And then we also signed a lease in uh, the 200 right there on Main Street there to, to have a branch put in there. And that should be open in the first quarter to 2023. Wow. Wow. So that's moving right along. Um, the branch, you know, we want to get that built as soon as possible, get some visibility and uh, show the commitment to Jackson. Very cool, it's awesome. That's trip, uh, Horton Road, uh, a lot of development lately, new Crimson Oak, 
Uh, we've got new ABC Bakery, some mm -hmm. beautiful existing businesses uh, like Kelly Express and Prime Cuts, and it's uh, really it's mm -hmm. it is, mm -hmm. along with uh, Vandercook, uh, the downtown essentially of Summit Township. It really yeah, um, and, and and interestingly enough, here lately we've had some comment from some residents. In other words. Those are all good things, right? Those pay the taxes that pay for the fire department and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But there's a lot of concern, too, like, oh, boy, what are we going to do? Put up another uh, family dollar or whatever. Or why are they, yeah. <laughs> or why are they cutting all these trees down and all that yeah. kind of stuff? So here, just out of the woodwork as of late, yesterday, in fact, I got a call from a party who is uh, uh, getting some, some citizens together and they are interested in, in looking at buying several of those lots mm -hmm. and keeping them in more of a conservation easement uh, in perpetuity, uh, if you will, or maybe some type of a park setting, yeah. whatever. Uh, but in other words, obviously to keep it from being, you know, quote, developed. Mm -hmm. And we have another party uh, who's expressed interest in um, donating some land uh, in that Horton Road area um, and putting in a park uh, in honor of their parents. Hmm. Um, so uh, there was a administration at one time in Summit that was famously quoted as saying, we're not in the parks business. However, I, I, think, there is, I think there's room for that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that we need to look at. Um, and you know, there's a lot of young families in that, in that whole area there down Horton Road, the Roosevelt Drives and the Roosevelt Circles mm -hmm. and Harding, et cetera, et cetera. And there, these, this, this one particular individual even spoke of contributing to extending the pathway on Up Horton Road and getting it up to the Polly's area, the Knights area up in there. And if you took it down Horton Road, of course, you could get to Ridgeway mm -hmm. and then access all of that housing all back in through there that could come to the to the trail. So I think there's a lot of merit to that. It's uh, yet to be determined and you know we have to have the opening salvo so to speak yeah. to see how we would go about that and how that would progress but yeah. that's probably a good idea. Yeah, yeah and I, I see of, a lot of bikes on that. Yeah really. and we're gonna have a lot of new uh, home and condo owners in that area in the future as well. Right so and that development be between Horton Road and Badgley yeah. you know that's gonna be 76 units I think yeah. something like that in there so yeah. It's good stuff. And that goes, is that, where's that in relation to, so the Michigan Bank and Trust? The southeast. Well, yeah, it would be, it would be. <laughs> Within a stone's throw. Yeah, uh, probably a it would be, yeah. you, know, you know the subdivision. Right past G&L Party Store okay. across the street. Are they going to bring back the pepperoni rolls? <laughs> oh, I sure hope so. Is that action was, sports that was a, coming back too, as part of this? When you were a young guy, those things were a staple. <laughs> they were awesome. If you were in a rush and you had to get somewhere, you can always swing in there and get a couple of pepperoni rolls, and those would hold you. Yeah. It's amazing when I say G&L Party Store, people know immediately. Oh, yeah. About, oh, yeah. But, How about when it was a cheese box? <laughs> There was a place here called the Cheese Box. Well, you're old. Yeah. See, you're pretty, you're yeah. dating. He's, you're he's, dating yeah. yourself. Yeah. Well, you know where everything was at one point. <laughs> you remember Al's up on the corner. Oh, Al's Country Store? That was the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. I do remember people talking about Al's. Yeah. But, uh, that's that's before Bob. Delaware Punch. <laughs> man. If you catch me, Todd, and Bill on the street after the show, we'll be continuing this conversation. <laughs> and that's one of the things I always like about running into you guys is you guys do know so much and care so much about Jackson. Always good to see you guys.
Good to see Thanks you. Thanks so much. Glad to be here. Us Appreciate it very much. Yeah, Bill Jors from Southern Michigan Bank and Trust and from Summit Township, Todd Emmons. More of the morning show right after this. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Welcome back. Our show today is brought to you by Vermeulen's Home Furnishings. They're now in their third generation of being family owned and operated. Thank you to Vermeulen's for helping us bring you today's show. Joining us now from the Center for Family Health, Interim CEO and COO, Sarah Benedetto, and Pharmacy Manager at the Center, Gary Darmafal. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Good, Good morning. morning. Yeah. Good to I see just, you guys. Just saw Sarah and her daughter out uh, shopping on the Witch's Walk tonight. We, yes, we yeah. did. And yeah. I did buy a little witch's hat before the <laughs> night was over. I did. That was uh, nice to see you downtown. And you had to, you know, you, you had some bags, too. I had a few bags. I was yeah. doing my, my duty to support the downtown that night. Yeah. <laughs> Don't so, tell my husband. <laughs> <laughs> so it was interesting when we were preparing for you guys to come on. I, I, I had forgotten that you guys even had a pharmacy, let alone some of the new yeah. uh, technology. But talk a little bit about uh, what you guys have going on. Well, the pharmacy's actually been there for 12 years, I yeah. think it mm -hmm. is now. Yeah. And I've been with the pharmacy for two. Um, and the first thing I noticed when we started there was we had this old <coughs> robot yeah. that was supposed to do a lot of good work for us, but it was well past its time, and I spent the majority of my time um, keeping it running. Is this the old one? That's the, that's, that's, she is. That is the old one that's right the old there. One. Even though it says innovation on it. Yeah. It was innovative <laughs> about time. 10 years ago. Yeah. But um, so we finally got a new one in, and this new one is a one-ton, um, oh my goodness. it just makes everything perfect, and it's only, we've had it two weeks, and um, after the first week, it's been, it's been great. Talk about kind of how the machine works. You see the well, uh, slots there, but yeah. what is it able to do for you guys? What it does is it interacts with our, our pharmacy software. And our pharmacy software will send a, a uh, electronic version of the order and say, hey, is this drug in the robot? And the robot will look at the NDC and say, yay or nay. And if it's a yes, and it has 176 medications in it. Oh, wow. And handles 65% of our dispensings. Wow, that's so, amazing. What it does when it gets the okay from the robot, that order goes in to the computer and basically counts out the medication, labels the vial, puts the medication in the vial, and then caps it. Wow. And it comes out of those slots in alphabetical order and uh, it just cranks them out. Wow, that's amazing. That saves some serious counting, I bet. It huh? saves some serious counting and um, it's enabling us to take the time we spend counting medications. We're able to do a lot of real cool things in the pharmacy with our technicians and our clerks. Um, we've got our um, technicians working with the pharmacist, uh, with the insurance companies doing med, med, med therapy reviews with our patients, spending a lot more time on the phone 
able to discuss medication therapies. And um, another big thing is uh, MedSync program mm -hmm. that we've started up and had going pretty strong. For about a year now, we've been attacking it and our technicians are able to, uh, along with one of our pharmacists, take a lead role in, in getting that MedSync program up and running. Now, what's the, f uh, and I know as a pharmacist, you, <coughs> as you're getting someone's prescription ready, you'll say, well, oh, Mrs. Smith, she shouldn't be taking this with that. Uh, is, does a robot have that uh, ability too, to? Well, not necessarily the robot, but our um, pharmacy software. Um, right. Sometimes too often yeah. flags <laughs> us. Well, but, uh, yeah, it's better, better right, safe better than sorry. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a serious continuous improvement, and uh, really the benefit yes. is uh, is the uh, the community. Yes, and it allows us, as Gary said, to spend more time with the patients yeah. and also in consultation with providers to help mm -hmm. affect the patient's health. Because pharmacists can play a big role in helping patients understand their medications. Yeah making suggestions to the physicians about, hey, maybe, maybe this might work differently, but the robot allows us to really get that done. And it's gotta be way. great for, for patients, just for the convenience of having that all in the one-stop shop once mm -hmm. they get sure. uh, a prescription, they don't have to trudge off and, and right. go through a you know, whole process of getting it filled somewhere. Yes, and if they're our patient, um, of course our pharmacy is open to anyone in the community, but if they are our patient and they're on our sliding fee, that also works in the pharmacy. So we can really help patients um, get access to affordable medications that they can't get elsewhere, which That's is great. very important. And I think with your location, you, uh, you're the only pharmacy from miles. I uh, believe, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a couple sure. of, of the chains, but yeah, we're, uh, we're in a nice little location right in the uh, health center. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we're going to go and film this uh, robot in action. Yes. Can't wait to see it. Yeah, it's going to be yes. cool. Yes. And she has a name. Wait, it's a he. It's, it's a, a he. he this time. Okay. <laughs> and um, we'll say its name is Phil, <laughs> short for fill up my meds. Yeah, yes. that's very good. Phil, I like it. Spelled yes. F I L L? Yes. Yes. Love it. There was a contest, a naming contest yeah. with all the staff. It was <laughs> very fun. cool. Yeah. So how's everything else going at uh, the center? Things rocking well. and rolling? Things are rocking and rolling. Flu shots, we're giving flu shots. Um, COVID vaccine still, but yeah, we're giving a lot of flu shots yeah. and you can walk in, you can schedule an appointment, you don't have to be our patient. So whatever's convenient, we just wanna make sure we're available mm -hmm. for yeah. the community and for the patients. So lots of great work still happening. And yeah. COVID shots too. Yes, COVID yes. shots as well. Yep, we can get COVID shots too. And our pharmacy yeah. gives vaccines as well. Nice. So I haven't seen shingles. too much flu yet. Have you guys? There's, there's this weird stomach bug going on. There, there. There's a lot of uh, stomach and there's a lot of respiratory right. actually. A lot of RSV, to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for, for the little sure. ones. Yeah, this morning Cranes is <coughs> reporting that there's a statewide shortage of amoxicillin because hmm. of the RSV. Are we yeah. experiencing that here? The, the liquid, yes. That, that is, um, we're, we're fully loaded. I was lucky enough to be tipped off by a, a friend of mine in uh, the Lansing area. And so I went on with our wholesaler and ordered what we could but yeah, the, the liquid amoxicillin, tough to find. Yeah, hmm. and that's really kind of one of the only treatments for for, the, for that. The kids, yeah. the kids, yes, yeah. The kids. yeah. And I think we've seen this over the last two or three years that uh, when there's a 
big demand because of uh, an illness or a virus, uh, there it goes, there all goes. the supply. And mm -hmm. It's amazing how things like uh, infant formula and uh, certain yes. drugs, they, they make them for what they anticipate is going to be the, the mm -hmm. demand, and then if a, sh a plant goes down or the demand yeah. goes up. It puts people in a big bind, yeah. Center for Family Health uh, also has the uh, school-based health center at Parkside yes. open, mm -hmm. and you can do all of these things there too. Yeah, so of course we don't have the pharmacy mm -hmm. right there, but we mm -hmm. do have um, some, some medications available that's um, for the physicians to use during the office visit. But yeah, so you can do your flu vaccine there, you can get COVID, all ages, again, you can get COVID vaccine. Let me say <laughs> yeah, that one. Vaccine. <laughs> yeah, you can get COVID vaccine um, at, at our Parkside Health Center. And that's Monday through Friday, cool. 730 to 4. So It's amazing all that you guys do. It's awesome. Yeah, Very cool. It really is. What's the most common uh, prescription that uh, you dispense? Oh, man. Putting me on diabetes is actually, really? yeah. Diabetes. The treatment for, for diabetes mm. is, uh, it, it, it's... By far, yeah. Hmm. yeah, interesting. And that's in line with what we all know yeah. that that's one of our biggest health issues it in is. the community. Yeah, diabetes and now pre-diabetic. Mm -hmm. So, those are the kinds of things we're really excited about too. Is mm -hmm. is our pharmacy team is involved with our um, diabetes chronic care management team, and so the the robot allows us to get more creative in other ways because we can really benefit from them participating in in different ways with our patient care. Yeah, we have a lot of ideas for the future. It's yeah. gonna be fun. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, state of the art right here. Yeah. yeah, right here in Jackson, Michigan, <laughs> right downtown. That's right. Yeah. Good to see you. Thanks you too. Thank you. Thanks for having Appreciate us. And we'll look it. forward to seeing you on, I can't wait. on yeah. location soon. Yeah, it should yeah. be fun. I'll Thank give you Gary guys. a little time to finish cleaning up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From the Center for Family Health, pharmacy manager Gary Darmfall and interim CEO and COO, Sir Benedetto. More of the morning show after this. The morning show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Welcome back to the morning show. I'm wearing this quarter zip today to cover the fact that I'm not wearing a belt because I have that belt issue. <laughs> you remember that? So I'm in the hunt for belts in Jackson. Recommend your favorite store. The Rec Bowl from the Jackson Rec Department is going to air Saturday at 10 and 11.30. It's the Lions Vikings against the Optimist Lions. You know, it's too bad we don't have a Furman's anymore. Gosh, I wish we did. Belt. Um, Woody Furman, Jackson's haberdasher. Uh, for three generations, the Furman family uh, outfitting gentlemen and the ladies mm -hmm. uh, from their store in downtown Jackson. Uh, Woody Furman passed away uh, last week, and I got a chance to visit with him a few mm -hmm. months ago, and he's just, just the awesome, most awesome guy and uh, sad loss for the community. And um, he would have been able to get you a belt. He sure would have. Um, yeah, I know you had a chance to talk to his family uh, recently. I remember going down there as a sixth, seventh, and eighth grader and you buying some clothes that I had, some nicer clothes that I had to wear <laughs> for school. And then, of course, um, we wore a shirt and tie to uh, Lumen Christie back in that time. So I got a lot of things there. But I do remember uh, 
little Jay Kwatusik and I were the only, we used to get our coats, Tommy Hilfiger coats at Furman's, and that was because uh, his dad worked there and you were downtown, so no one else knew where we got those, mm -hmm. pre-internet days. You were sharp. We got them at Furman's, we were sharp. You and Jake, sharp, mm -hmm. sharp young man. And Big Jake, always sharp too. Well, Big Jake sold us the clothes, <laughs> yeah. so that's why. Uh, don't forget the Rec Bowl this weekend. I already talked about it, but it's happening again, 10 o'clock and <laughs> 11.30. This weekend, join us Monday, Ryan Cottingham, Aaron Valkachek, and the Bailey boys, Jacob and Jordan. Later today, Amanda Hutchings from Peak Manufacturing Plus Candidates for Office, Sue Schenk for State Senate, Bart Goldberg for U.S. Congress, plus Jenna Shamleski, Katina Lau, and Rick Walton. Thanks for watching. We'll see you this afternoon.